Welcome to the Make Account Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about sleep. Not laughter. Not laughter. We've had a few failed <laughs> attempts to start this episode already. We're going to go straight in this time. Last week we were talking about crystallising your learning. Mm. And the week before, five minutes that will change your life. I mean, this is one of the things that's quite nice about doing these podcasts for us. Is it, we, we start thinking about it, not just as we're talking about it, or even just in preparation, but it's sort of in the way we're thinking. And mm. you sent me a message, and you're like, I think our next podcast has to be about sleeping, or, you know, good sleep. Yeah, because it's so important. And of course, we spoke a little bit about being in the January season, the winter, and how actually the light draws in and so maybe that wants you to draw into inside maybe you feel a little bit more drowsy and sleepy and some of that self-care and so let's talk about what that looks like but i suppose i wonder why you drew the line between this idea of crystallizing your learning and sleep i mean sleep we we hear people talk about all the time but what's the line you're you're seeing there yeah so we've done the two episodes five minutes to change your life and crystallising your learning. And I think the reason why sleep fits tagged onto those two ideas is because what we understand now as more and more research is being done about sleep is sleep isn't so much about your body. It's Your body doesn't need sleep to rest. You could just lie down and your body will get its rest. Your mind, your brain needs sleep for the rest. And in that, it's not that the brain actually stops doing things. It actually, some in some areas, has more activity going on in sleep than it does when you're waking. And I'm sure many of you guys have heard, but it's the 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 science is memories are formed in sleep. Learning is consolidated in sleep. That's one of the reasons why, if for example, you've ever drunk a little bit too much and you've blacked out quote unquote from alcohol alcohol, you're you next wake up and you don't remember anything and you think you had a great night because you don't remember anything the reason you don't remember anything is because the alcohol interrupted the sleep cycle so you got terrible sleep and the memories never got a chance to form and so they're they're lost Mm. and it doesn't just have to be alcohol and i suppose that's the line you're drawing what chris does that the, uh, maybe one answer to last week's episode, what crystallises your learning is a good night's sleep. Yeah. And I, I think it's, uh, we were talking about this the other day, I've got a five-year journal, you've got a five-year journal, and I, I've got better at writing it over the years. I'm now into the fifth year, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, into the fifth year. But every now and again, I go and look back at my first entry, and I laugh a little bit because I read it and I go, uh, I've no idea what I, what this is about. Like it's brought no memories, and probably partly because I was exhausted. I was tired. There mm. were times in my life where, actually, I've just been slow, so sleep deprived that I haven't formed the memories, which is quite a sort of a scary thing. It's mm. like, oh, I've lost parts of my life because of that, because I never, I was, I didn't sleep well enough to form those memories. Yeah, I mean, I suppose probably the most stark example of that for you would be when we went to Colombia with the ship and the first port, mm. Santa Marta. The story of that 
you basically yeah. Yeah. well it's really interesting because it's really difficult to tell a story of something which is the absence of the memory of that thing <laughs> yeah. does that even make sense yeah but i i remember <laughs> at one point because we were on the logos hope we were on the ship um we ended up going into port and out back to anchor and into port and out to anchor and into it happened a lot and it was exhausting it was at strange times and i was in the deck department which meant you're getting everything back on the ship when you leave you're getting everything back on to the quayside when you arrive you're doing all the the mooring lines and the ropes that attach to the quayside um and that's highly dangerous and so you're constantly in this place of you're on standby on cool you're working at strange hours I know that happened, but I don't really recall any moments from that happening. Mm. The main moment I remember was, I think it was even at the next port, and talking about how, oh, we've just done this many mooring stations in and out in this many days. That's really intense. We did amazing because we didn't get anybody injured in that time. I remember that. I remember sitting there after the time, reflecting, but actually don't have memory of the time of that being in that the in that stressful intense time yeah you probably don't even remember what the city looks like do you i i, I remember one time i was on night watch and, and uh being on the quayside and talking with all the local colombians and wondering why are they talking to me at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> interesting so to round us back on in that situation you had very little sleep you can't really remember much you can remember the story because there were other people that also told you about what was going on but if you were to ask oh you know anything that stands out from that time nothing blank exactly which is kind of strange and i think we kind of avoid that a lot of times or unless we are in the community we don't realize that oh i don't i don't have a memory of that Mm. so how does this then relate to us sort of making it count living well when we're (laughs) when we have more control over our sleep schedule there'll be some people that perhaps work shifts that can be challenging that can be really difficult for them but for the most part i would say the majority of people have some decent control over sleep what can we do to help help crystallize that learning and uh and capitalise on those five minutes to change our life. Yeah, and there's much smarter, <clears throat> more educated, more informed people than us on, on sleep. But my understanding is that most people probably don't have great sleep health hmm. or, or sleep quality. And there's a number of reasons we can speculate about why that might be. But I suppose the first thing you have to do is decide that sleep is important. Yep. And and actually it's something you want. I think a lot of people think and it's a bit strange when you when you look at it for a bit of time and just go, Oh, I just lie in my bed unconscious for eight hours. Feels like a completely inefficient waste of time, doesn't it? It does feel like a waste of time. <clears throat> I could be doing whatever. Insert whatever you want to be doing at that time. So why why should I, you know, lay unconscious for a third of my day? what's that about and so Mm. and it feels very inactive very passive very almost time consuming as well Mm. and i suppose what you're saying is and what we've understood is that 
In sleeping, that's where you form memories. In sleeping, that's where your brain often draws connections that you might not otherwise be able to. Yeah. So there are these benefits to to sleep. And even just on a more mundane level, even if we're not talking about learning, we all know that we show up way worse when we're tired. Yeah. We're shorter with people, with ourselves. We're, <laughs> we're snappier. We're more stressed. We're just absent. We don't show up as well when we're tired. Yeah. We end up having to medicate with caffeine, basically, yeah. just to get to the benchmark. That's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think the the natural inclination that you are expressing there is, ah, oh, sleep takes so much time, I wish I didn't have to do so much of it. So, AKA, I wish I had more hours in the day, actual active hours that I can do. But I suppose the counter to that is, the better you sleep, and that is also a function of length, the better quality of time you have available to you when you're awake. Mm. Um, quality yeah it's like 16 hours of quality awake time beats 18 20 hours of really just struggling through awake time Mm. i think Mm. i suppose it is well it often helps to know what you're going for what are you aiming for what you know what is the bigger goal here or the bigger orientation of your life because for some people it, it does seem to be that it's all about work. You hear about people like, oh, you know, I don't want to cook because it takes too much time. Or, and every now and again, you hear some statistic about how much time in your life you're going to spend on the toilet. And it's like, oh, what a waste <laughs> of days that is. And it's like, well, it's not. <clears throat> Obviously, it's not. Yes. It's not about being the most efficient. It's not about going, oh, if I could have all my food in like a pill that I take once a day that would be enough because there's a richness to to living that is more than just efficiency of time yeah stop (laughs) (laughs) so crazy we treat ourselves like robots sometimes or machines Hmm. oh it's all get the fuel get the downtime that you need but really it's all about maximizing either productivity or trying to draw as much enjoyment out of the activities that we we focus on Hmm. i think bringing it back to the the crystallizing of learning was was it jj watt he's a oh yeah yeah yeah. quite a well-known american American footballer footballer. and he one of the best in his position Mm -hmm. and what was it that he's how much he tries to get he said part of his training, one of the most important parts of his training is making sure he gets 10 hours of sleep ten every hours, night. Yeah. 10 hours. Hmm. That's good. That's a lot. Hmm. Like, I mean, on a, I try to aim for eight <laughs> hours and like probably get somewhere between seven and eight on a good week. Hmm. But uh, as in seven or eight and nine on a good week. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to actually make sure I'm getting 10 hours. That's crazy. And he's basically saying, that's what I need for high performance. Yeah. And it was interesting what you said, that we would understand it as being a mental thing, because actually my understanding is athletes as well, like they they would generally need more sleep because their body also does need more recovery. Sure. And, and so... And I'm sure at the elite sport level, or just generally at the level of people are extending their body further than than the average that probably is true Mm. 
And and JJ Watt and other elite athletes, their job is high performance. And they've recognized that sleep, good sleep, is a very significant part of high performance. Mm. And that's in a very <clears throat> visual way, but also you probably a lot of people listening to this and there are a lot of people around. They want to perform well. They want high performance. Yeah. And that high performance has to include sleep really and, and a recovery and a rest and a healthy thing absolutely absolutely i mean just to focus in on the high performance thing you've got in that situation tenths of second matter you know sometimes even hundredths of a second of alertness and quickness matter well, we have woken up on a day where we've had some pretty rough sleep or we've had a few nights in a row where we've not had quite enough. You're not able to, you've got a bit of a brain fog on. And imagine if you're then required to move as quickly as you possibly can to an acquired aim and there's another guy on the other side of you trying to stop you. Well, if you are not there, you're going to lose every time in that battle, in that duel. And so that's where the fine margins make a difference and it's so obvious on an elite playing field but it can probably get hidden in a lot of our lives because there isn't someone wrestling you you're sitting at a desk yeah. um, i mean i have to i have to take my sleep quite seriously because if if i don't sleep well for one or two days i'll get a headache if no. i don't sleep well for three or four nights not days nights i'll probably get a migraine like mm. it's one of my main triggers and it turns out it is one of the main triggers for migraines poor poor sleep quality yeah and that's quite motivational for me having a migraine it sucks so actually to be intentional with having good sleep which as, as far as i'm aware one of the best things you can do is go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day regardless. that consistency of and, and the length and the quality helps uh, with those things often come as a result of being that consistent where when you go to bed when you wake up but that that's why it's motivational for me and i actually saw something yesterday and it said this is what happens to your body if you don't sleep well mm. and it's not just me that suffers they they've done studies that show your immune system responds a lot worse if you are sleep deprived that's crazy isn't it yeah so if you're ill all the time and you're not sleeping well, maybe it's going to help you to be a bit more intentional with sleeping well and maybe you're going to have a few less sniffles this year. Yeah. And that would definitely improve your ability to make the most out of the day. And perform well. Yeah. And I suppose there's other things as well. They've related um, when you're sleep deprived, you're more likely to overeat because you feel like you need more energy you're probably more likely to drink too much as well because you, yeah, you're uh, the same thing. So it's like, ah. Well, even even every year they know this, don't they? Because the clocks change. And that, oh, yeah. that time when we lose the hour of sleep, yes, there are more car accidents, there are more heart attacks, there are um, all of these negative effects. That, that following day. That following day. Just yeah. after losing one hour of sleep across the population across the population they they yeah. see all of these negative things and then it's the opposite the on the inverse when you get an extra hour of sleep yeah less car crashes less heart attacks, heart attacks. it's really interesting it's, a, it's effectively a sleep deprivation or sleep 
increase experiment run twice a year on millions of people. And I suppose this is one, uh, I think we talked about this two or three episodes ago, with that James Clear thing of we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. And I think part of overestimating what we can do in a day means uh, that we end up stealing from our sleep. Yes. And that's the first thing that goes, yeah. oh, I've just got to do this extra thing or oh, I just want to watch this one more episode or I'm just going to scroll through my social media for a little bit longer. I'm just going to, just going to, just going to. And the thing we constantly steal from is our sleep. Yeah. And we don't often think through the repercussions of that. Because the following day, maybe we're so tired, we don't form the memory properly of it. I don't know. That would be slightly ironic. Ironic, yeah. (laughs) A bit of a vicious cycle. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously, we can easily, easily fall into poor habits when it comes to this. Whether it's, and maybe less so in the last year or so, but some people come and go, oh, do you want to go hang out for, you know, hang out tonight? And you go a bit later than you normally would. What it's probably more likely for most of us is the phone stuff, whatever that is, whether it happens to be messages, email, news, social media. Those are the things that's so easy and we take it to bed with us and we're hyping our mind up instead of calming our brain down. I mean, the, the interesting thing about talking about sleep as well is is one of the challenging things of talking about it is as we raise the importance of it or bring awareness to the importance of talking about it what they found is that that can negatively affect people's sleep because they get stressed get about stressed it they're like oh it. i need to sleep better yeah. they're lying in bed going ah, i can't sleep well yeah and that negatively impacts it and so yeah. it's not about being stressful about it and, and going and, and i suppose anxious about it yeah and going oh if i don't sleep tonight tomorrow's going to be rubbish and then the next day I'll sleep badly and the day after that's going to be rubbish and before you know it you're catastrophizing yourself into stress. And we all know that time when you're lying in bed when you're tired and you're spiralling down it's very easy to do that. Yep. And and so there are just different things. I mean I remember hearing quite a while ago but the, the sort of 10, 3, 2, 1 rule. Yes. And it was 10 hours before you go to sleep no more caffeine. 3 hours before you go to sleep no more Work, is it? No. Exercise and food? Yeah, exercise, food, then it's drink, then it's screens one yeah. hour before. And so that last hour before you go to bed, for me anyway, it's a little bit of journaling. Yeah. Uh, it's brushing my teeth, obviously, It's and it's a bit of reading. Really, yeah. those are the things. I'm not saying I always get an hour. Sometimes I am watching a football game or a soccer game until, you know, yeah. 10 minutes before I go to bed. But for the most part, you're cueing your body with these winding down turning the lights down there these are so, activities there's plenty of good quality resources available to to investigate what our healthy winding down routine looks like uh, for for good quality sleep and how you can get to those places and so i think we would say it's important i think most people would say it's important and valuable and so we, I mean, they, they, I think they've done the things with, with students when they're studying. An extra hour of sleep is yep. more beneficial than an extra hour of revision. So it's probably similar for many of us. Actually, sleeping well is more beneficial than doing an extra hour of work that day or yep. that evening or that night. Well, think of the what we've just been talking about, how sleep is so important for forming memories. The irony of 
a cramming session late night before an exam is most of that information ain't going to stick for tomorrow. Mm. And an exam is testing knowledge, but also testing reasoning and capability. So you're better off being fresh. Mm. And you, yeah, so... And it is that thing, isn't it, when you're practicing something. I mean, you've done quite a lot of juggling stuff in the past. You've probably done some juggling one day. Oh, yeah. Set well, the next day, you kind of get it a little bit better without kind of... All you've done Absolutely. is slept in between. That was one of the things we always used to tell people when they first came along. And they, you're in that stage where you haven't yet managed to do a successful few throws. And it can be quite frustrating and demoralising. So just going, okay, practice for the five minutes that we're asking you to practice for each day. Um, and you might get to like, you feel like you're really close. Stop. Stop then. Don't continue more because what's likely to happen is you'll get frustrated and you'll just end up overworking yourself and you won't feel like you're doing it tomorrow. We've talked about that kind of have that upper bound. But what you'll find is tomorrow when you come to it, after having done no more actual practice, your first go, you'll probably get it because your brain has figured it out overnight in sleep. And so for me, what that kind of realised was if we think about the five minutes every day, if you do five minutes every day, for 365 days, we reckon that roughly counts to about 30 hours. But it actually amounts to way more than 30 hours of practice because you've had 365 nights of sleep mm. where you're thinking about that as well. And I don't know whether that's going to be twice as much, but it, it definitely is more than if you were to go, I'm going to cram that 30 hours into one week. Mm. And I thought quite... because. Isn't it the the guy that was trying to organise all of the elements and he came up with mm. the periodic table? He basically, that mm. came to him in a dream as he was sleeping. Yeah. His brain solved that problem While when he, was he wasn't awake. He yes. was asleep. And so many of us have had that experience where we slept well. You know, the next morning we wake up and you're like, I got it. Yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. And so, but if we never give ourselves the opportunities to sleep well we don't solve those problems which is so interesting we've all studied the periodic table everyone was trying to figure that one out for quite a long time he just dreamed it yeah it seemed fair really but that's I suppose it puts the lie to sleep being unproductive indeed not that sleep is just about being productive as well um, but yeah I think we would both say sleeping well helps you show up better which means you can make it count better absolutely it's the it's a foundation upon which if you don't have you're unable to show up if you do have it compounds the benefits so there you go sleep well my friends (laughs) sleep well my little make it count friends (laughs) and keep expanding the boundaries of knowledge here we are yes I like that I like that phrase the boundaries of knowledge. Sleep on it.